Welcome to episode 65 of the Brothers of Discussion. That means we are four away from... Episode 69! And then we're 104 from episode 169! (laughs) And only 204 from... From 269! Yay! Good job, Mike. Back, let the people Was I know. supposed to see all that? Where can they find everything? Brothers of Discussion. Well, if they want to find the hottest gif on Twitter, they have to go to at BOD Podcast. Oh, yeah. At BOD Podcast. You can also find Facebook by using at BOD Podcast, but you're better off just going over and searching Brothers of Discussion. Uh, follow and uh, subscribe. Do whatever you can. Or you can uh, follow. You can do the rest of your subscribing on uh, bodpodcast.com. That's where you can find all the blogs, blogs that we don't all write. All the blunts. But, of course, every episode of the Brothers of Discussion, that is episode 1 to 64, uh, where, of course, you'll be seeing uh, new blogs coming up that are only discussing the hottest new superstar to come out of NXT, Eric Bugenhagen. Woo! Eric Bugenhagen. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be doing some uh, Bugenhagen impressions till the day we die. That was one of the hottest debuts, uh, debuts in, in pro wrestling history. That was amazing. And apparently he came out for an encore at the live show, which I... Who does That's that? You don't get encores. AJ Styles yeah. doesn't get encores. Exactly. When they redo, you know, greatest debuts of all time, you know, you're going to have Undertaker at Survivor Series, AJ Styles at Royal Rumble, Eric Bugenhagen on a weekly episode of NXT. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, yeah, I didn't know what to uh, do with it's... myself. I don't think you know what to do with yourself. The crowd just, they looked at, you could see everybody in unison looked at each other like, what are we witnessing? And then they were just alive for the air guitar master, right? He's doing air piano, air bass, air drums. Um, and like you said, he got an encore, which, my God, they couldn't... When they saw what was blown up on Twitter, they couldn't upload that quick enough on the NXT feed. Matt, yeah, your thoughts? This is uh, the biggest news story I... of the week. We got Elimination Chamber coming up. We got WrestleMania a couple months away. But this is story number one. Eric... Bugenhagen, Matt, 
Initial I'm, feelings. I'm smiling from ear to ear. I I can't stop smiling. You you heard me while before while we were prepping the show. Uh, I've just been listening to that song over and over, <laughs> and I can't wait for it to be on Spotify. <laughs> it's so lame and beautiful and great. I I loved every second of it. I love this debut. If you don't love this debut, I don't think you like sports entertainment. Yeah, I I think you're you're better off going to UFC because this is that <laughs> debut is what this is all about. Uh, it was it was amazing, and I can't I can't wait for him to you know for us to have those conversations about how scared we are for him to get called up to the main event. But this is the glory days. These are the days where we know he's so far from the main event or the main roster that we can just enjoy a guy that has the look. He has the chops. He can sing. Yes, he can. Uh, and he's got he's got the enthusiasm. Plays, and that's all we ever absolutely. want. He plays four or five different instruments, Matt. All in the air. Incredible. I'm I'm telling. He is exactly why we love heavy machinery. Like another Wisconsin they, boy. Another Wisconsin boy. That's that's true. When they're from Wisconsin, they go all in on these characters. And you know what, Mike? I'm all in on Eric Bukanakin. You know what? You know what? Double, Double or nothing. nothing. God. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but you know what? We're double or nothing on Eric Bukanakin. You know what? I'm... <laughs> Just double it. Double everything. I did in my head. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of everything else that happened this week, <laughs> let's. Uh, why don't we get uh, NXT UK out of the way? It was a great show. Well, I mean, we're already um, in NXT. I, I, Should we just stick with NXT? All right. Let's no, do you're, that. you're right. Let's, let's do NXT. It's our favorite 60 so, minutes of WWE programming. Well, honestly, I could have just done with the one entrance, <laughs> and it would have been the best thing on WWE programming uh, this week. And that's not to put anything down. That's to tell you how amazing this goddamn fucking entrance was. Go watch it. It came out of nowhere. I'm telling it you. It came out of nowhere. It, we're calling out right. Drew Gulak, who's a, a no-nonsense. I'm the greatest grappler in all of WWE. And this, this is who they pry out of some gig oh, yeah. in a dive bar. This guy with his macho man <laughs> pants, air, air playing every instrument known to man. He went out there dancing and he got a crowd over with no momentum. Ice cold. They kicked him out there yep. and he got a damn encore. And, and you're, you're right too. I think the Twitter thing they posted was just kind of something they do. Uh, you know, maybe it's like a practice. All right, so you're you, you know you're done wrestling. Go go over to you know Sally Segway and she'll <laughs> Sally Segway. <laughs> well, you know it gets you into the next uh, scene. Yeah, but uh, you know she'll 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 do a quick uh, interview. You need to do a and, we need it, a promo now. Okay, this right, is blowing up, Bugenhagen. Get out there. It wasn't the best interview, but you could tell that you know who's ever running that social media is like, oh my god. The guy with 500 followers on Twitter right now is, is just crushing it. <laughs> um, but I, there, there were so many great things about this episode of NXT. And one of them, uh, or actually two of them, are just sets up for the weeks to come. Where we've got Adam Cole and Ricochet are going to go at it again. Yes. That was just a cute little promo. I, I thought, oh man. I, we can get this out of the way only because I, I didn't think it made Ricochet look good at all. Uh, but it just makes Undisputed Era in 
Adam Cole, uh, they're, they're still... They're going to be draped. They're still the kings down there. They're going to be draped in gold, boys and girls. And that is undisputed. Uh, there's this... Now, you might have thought that was Mike or myself talking. That was actually our special guest, Adam Cole. Bebe. <laughs> who sounds just like us because he's just got a generic white voice. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, you know we've we've been over this. Rick, I mean, not too much to. Yeah, Ricochet's not in the ring for his mic work. He's in there because he's the greatest. He's a he's a real life superhero. So whatever. I, I don't care if he's not an A plus. Um, the one thing that we do want to touch on is like Drew Gulak was the debut match for Bugenhagen, um, and Gulak also got pissed that this was his first NXT exposure, and he said, "Give me a real." Uh, you know, I want a real competitor, and so the King of Bros came yeah. out. Uh, Matt, I I don't think back to back I've ever been more upset about two Gulak results. Because um, <laughs> you were you were immediately sold on Boogie. Immediate. I thought and we were gonna get you... a roll up. That's what I wanted. I wanted a schoolboy. <laughs> I wanted a roll up. I I think I think they're changing plans. Like they to think that that you know kind of rough twitter interview came out like they they changed they're, they're changing their they're, they're but... dusting off a rocket to strap to his back this guy is going <laughs> to the moon <laughs> you know i always heard that those gold rings make you play guitar better ground control to boogenhagen Woo! <laughs> anyways uh you're talking drew gulak then has to fight matt riddle and i would say same as you gulak instantly sold me on himself which you know, we've already been watching him on 205 Live, but he hasn't really been... He's been doing his PowerPoints, which wrestler. are pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been showcased as much as, uh, you know, like the Mustafa Ali's, the Tazawa's, uh, obviously the Buddy Murphy's, um, you know, the Tony Nieces. Which, uh, we don't have a planned segment for 205 Live, but this week was a damn good episode. Uh, that Canela storyline is getting juicier. Ooh, um, yeah. And uh, listening to the, little, the commentary from Aiden Maria. English. Yeah. Yeah. If you've been seeing Aiden fight with Maria, that's that's good. Because what you can tell is that they've told them, nobody watches this. I want you guys to just go out there and keep practicing. Um, <laughs> and, you, and you can tell. It's pretty rough. But it's fun to see them like struggle through it. Because a couple times you can hear them laugh. Um, a couple times you can tell, like, they're probably just looking at each other, like, shrugging, going, I don't know. <laughs> so it's just, it's it's really good banter. And then, of course, that, that fatal four-way to get my boy, Kira Tozawa, uh, in the main of, uh, 205 main event. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. 205 live main event. Yes. There we go. I said it right there. I mean, time. some, this is a, um, this is a big, big week for 205 live. I mean, we said goodbye to one of the pillars of 205 live in Hideo Itami. Yeah, one of the pillars. <laughs> he didn't get booked properly. He got boo-boos at the wrong time, and he was, he was you know, only a buck ninety. so Vince just kind of put him in a shredder. Uh, but anyway, we're we're still in NXT, Matt. Um, so let's look at it this way. Gulak, we're, we're, we're grinding our molars about the two outcomes, but I, I think... Yes, see. Um, it helped get Bugenhagen see, over. See, see, uh, see, but what see, about the King see, of Bros, see, Matt? See. Hot tag, why is he still not why is he still not resonating for you and I? What do you want to see um, from the King of Bros? Because I at least you know, in this match, it, it was a real grappling match. Like, I think the I think the, the 
Um, Do I get to answer your question? Uh, hold on, let me answer my question, and then maybe you'll get a turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> these two guys had... Uh, they had styles that really meshed well together. Like, it looked like two guys who really know what they're doing as far as arm bars go, as far as... As far as knee bars go and dragon screw, leg holds. Yeah. Um. All right, go ahead, man. I have some I have some bros I need to get off my chest. Bro, 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 bro. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was being softer. I, I, I bro, was, bro, was bro, like bro, bro. Background. Oh. I, well, I, I leaned away from the microphone, too, and I forgot you can't I see leaned, that. I um, leaned into the microphone for all of my... <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Why um, doesn't he resonate with us yet? Is it that, is it that stupid he's... song? No. Well, Is partly. it because he sounds it's like a sneering he, fat cat? Bro. He everything. On this idea of him being the king of bros, he's he's working off the fact that we all knew who he was coming in. He's not giving any anything new to the fans. He's just going out there. He says bro, and then that's it. Like I, I don't like that. There's not any effort going into that's his character, like, bro. His character. That's his character, bro. You know. That's what I. That's the problem. That's the answer. To your I question. laughed. That's I laughed really hard not, when Gulak said. Take those stupid flip-flops off and get in the ring. I was like, yeah, yeah. take them out, Drew. Take them out. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, that I, I was thinking about that today, too. And it just, like, that is the best answer I can come up with right now. And and Matt Riddle, you know, he's he's got, you know, he's fun to watch in the ring. Uh, yeah, he knows what the hell he's doing in there. It's fun to laugh at him when he, when he comes out. But, I you know, when it comes to the overall performance you've got to include interesting conversation and that's interesting promos uh and, and right now i i don't know it just it just makes me maybe angry um you know what that, that he just comes out there and uses our knowledge of him to get over i think and, he's and nobody else has i think that. he's real close i think um because he kind of he kind of has like a like if adam cole was just like shredded uh, but he, he doesn't yeah. have Cole's, you know, charisma. Um, but he is a much better wrestler than Adam Cole, I'd say. Um, he, you know, he has, he steers away from doing the in-ring psychology and all the taunting. Like, he seems like a legitimate Matt wrestler. Um, oh. get it? A Matt wrestler. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I just want to hear, I guess, Maybe they just gotta write one juicy promo for him. That'll kind of win us over, cause you know he, he exudes that that Adam Cole confidence. Um, we just you know we can't we haven't really heard it in a in a full fledged promo. We just see him kind of sneering and uh, having the you know proper facial expressions. I I think we're just one big promo away, and I, I was kind of getting when Matt Riddle was kind of stuck with. Um, Chris Hero, uh, Cassius Ono. Um, yeah. It didn't feel, just because the way Cassius gets booked, it didn't feel like a real feud. But I, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing more Gulag versus the Bro. I, I really like their in-ring chemistry. I, I was I was um, invested in every, um, you know, submission hold to see if, if Gulag could, could pull this out against the King. I could I could be on an island in that opinion. That's okay. I'll I'll be on I'll be out there by myself. 
But I liked watching I, these two guys battle. I just I just wish that the King of Bros would, you know, drop some uh, some verbal heat. That's all. Well, I mean, the other thing is we have to be happy that Drew Gulak is down in NXT because this is what we've always been asking for is to utilize your brand. Yes. Utilize this umbrella. Yes. Yeah, put these guys in spots where they can do some good. And if, you know, you've got Keith Lee busy, you've got Dijakovic, Fitch busy, um, you're calling up everybody from NXT, then send, you know, send Drew Gulak down there, and we know he can go, we know he's good on the mic, and he'll just add, he'll add to the show, yep. which I I think he, he might be perfect in NXT. Um, My God, Matt, this episode, we're yeah. 15 minutes in, we've talked about Eric Bugenhagen and Drew Gulak. Man, this is yeah, this is what we've good. always wanted from from wrestling. Just get over these. Everyone can get over. We can all do it. This is how it's done. Matt, we can move on to uh <laughs> Well, I mean, we're talking uh promos, right? And Drew Gulak is winning us over. Uh Matt Riddle not doing so hot. So, why don't we we jump on the promo that opened the show was Velveteen Dream. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Champa. Yes. Uh, these are these are the three big guys. Um, three big guys. Three big guys. Three big, three oh, wait, big, three guys. big boys. Three big boys. Um, yeah. I, I mean, this is these are you're you're right. You've got the NXT champion. You've got the North American champion. Then you've got the guy that, as Velveteen put it, stole the show at Takeover Phoenix, and I agree with him. And he wasn't even in a match. Yep. I. <laughs> Like, the we were there. The crowd just absolutely exploded, probably louder than uh, you know any other moment during the show. And that's not again to take anything away from that show. That's just to say. That's just to give what the a great presence Velveteen Dream brings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he got to he got, got this to promo. kick some ass at the Access Weekend. Um, yeah, which was uh, we do appreciate anybody that tuned in on Facebook while we did a live uh, viewing of uh what the hell is it called worlds collide on the wwe network also on our facebook page uh because it was free yep. so i don't know for, so we uh, took advantage of that yeah, for this promo it, you know it didn't have to do a whole lot it's just kind of velveteen getting in the face of the two champs and uh you know declaring that he wants uh, he wants a taste of that yep. north american gold yeah and, and it's it's you can see the gargano and champa stuff and they're already starting to put in the like cautious looks. The you know Gargano's already looking at Champa's title, so I and he kept saying he likes Johnny Champion, mm. and then only once did he say I'm I'm happy to be the North American Champion. So they're 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 setting it up. I don't know if it, it'll make sense to set it up as quickly as WrestleMania. But uh, it's happening, and at least you know, at, at the very least, this is happening uh, by Money in the Bank in Chicago at Takeover Chicago, Chicago. Uh, coming up. Yeah, I don't. You don't really say this summer because no. it's like, isn't it like the first week yes. of June? Anywho, yeah, old. and I just uh, that was the important part. I thought you know we've talked about the greatest story in in you know our combined you know sixty years plus of wrestling fandom. This is the greatest back and forth story and again wwe uh you know bent us over and planted another seed about <laughs> gargano and champa either 
doing battle for the NXT Championship or maybe having a brief cameo as DIY. Um, so this just gave us another, just another chapter in the in the story. Um, and you know, gives Velveteen Dream, you know, some pie in the sky dreams that he's going to finally hold a championship. Um, and Matt, you know, there's not a whole lot to talk about here. It's just you know, a great segment by three great wrestlers. Um, and then we come to the main event of the night. Yes, we do. We come to Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Bianca Belair versus Shayna and friends. Um, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. You know, we got a first. We got the debut of Eric Bugenhagen. We got the debut of Drew Gulak on <laughs> NXT. We also got an NXT first. Uh, this was the first You Can't Wrestle chant I've ever heard on NXT. Matt? Yep. Fight me. Have you ever heard that on NXT? Uh... I'm just watching the, the blue line fill up while I'm saying... Uh... Uh, I no. I'm gonna say that was the first time that we've ever heard you can't wrestle. That was uh, I love three. I'll say four of those six women in that match. Um, yeah, two of them. I don't. I should they be wrestling? I I don't know what that was. Um, usually in a tag match, you know, you have some buddies and they can kind of you know cover for your shortcomings. Um. But Shayna had to cover for two people in a three-woman tag team, uh, whose offense subsi- like sub of subs- subsisted of Io or Kyrie trying to scramble away, and Marina or Jessamine would grab their ankle and drag them back to the corner so that Shayna could beat them up again. Um, this was a William Regal, Bill Goldberg special, if there ever was one. <laughs> Uh, Io and Kyrie and Bianca cannot See, this hit is themselves. Why, this is why we need a, a drop system so that we can throw out. I can't hit myself. I cannot hit myself. <laughs> um, Kyrie and Io and Bianca were their usual wonderful selves. And Shayna, of course, she had to do all of the damage basically herself on her three opponents. So, you know, no nothing negative for her. She got the she got incredible heat. Um, she knew how to taunt perfectly. And her two buddies just looked like this was night one out in the ring. Um, and this is the third time we've seen, seen them lose to Io and, and Kyrie in some capacity. Um, I'd say the positives, we got to see a cool spot where Bianca did a gorilla press with Kyrie and let her do the insane elbow off a of gorilla press. It was pretty cool. Um, and then I'd say Kyrie uh, getting in her, it's not quite a knife edge chop because she's just kind of giving your sternum a high five. Uh, yeah. But also a pretty cool moment um, that, you know, I'd say it was, at least Marina is, she's able to take some, you know, she's got some thick skin, she's able to take some blows, but she's, she looks kind of lost yeah. when it's her turn to do the damage, so. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we all know that they suck, and that's how you get a, the first you can't wrestle. Um, you know, I think uh, the problem here is it's just, they, they need to start building, and I, I Need is, is is not the vocabulary or the word that uh, I should be using or should be in the mind of the WWE, but that's what's in their heads. They need to start getting these women in the ring to start building the four horsewomen uh, to combat the WWE and the UFC ladies. I mean, it's going to happen. They keep doing their, their little sign to each other. So 
It's probably not going to happen at this WrestleMania, but they had to get these ladies in the ring. What would probably make more sense is if they just kept training. Um, and, you know, maybe NXT next year. But they need to get it out while it's it's still relevant. So that's that's the problem here. But for me, uh, EO is, is, you know, she's she's almost taken over my Kyrie Sane spot <gasps> for favorite Matthew. lady wrestler. What about uh, um, one quick thing here with EO? Uh, did you notice, and Nigel McGinnis almost jumped out of his chair, uh, EO just started doing double-team tag moves and there was no legal tag. <laughs> what was going on? The referee should disqualify EO. She's not even a legal woman right now. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm fine with it. That's my favorite tag team, so they can cheat all day long. I don't care. <laughs> Did they qualify? I mean, if this is if this is a championship match, yeah, disqualify them. But it was just know. a surprise. Uh, it was like, you know, Marina and Jessamine were rubbing off on EO, and EO forgot the rules of professional wrestling and just said, "Hey, why don't all three of us just start fighting?" So she just got in the ring. <laughs> and her and Kyrie were beating up uh, one of the cronies uh, for Shayna. So. Uh, Mike, I will remind you that we lost our shit for Eric Bugenhagen <laughs> as he air guitared his way to the <laughs> ring. So I'm okay his, with EO running into the ring. Into our hearts. Let's not forget. Yeah. Um. So, uh, where are we at with this? I, I feel like it was a great match. Uh, we still know that uh, Marina and Jessamine suck. Uh, EO nothing's, is, is the nothing's best been at learned. Springboard moonsaults. Nothing's been learned by either of them. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same ineptitude. We're, yes. How about uh, Bianca Belair? Not really too psyched that uh, EO getting the I'm pin. Okay. I feel like that's that's the storyline we're supposed to take away from yeah, this. Yeah, that's another you know uh, seed being planted by the old WWE gardeners. You know, Bianca's yeah, because she's she's not a face. No, you know she's too cocky. Right. Uh, she's you know gonna do battle with Kyrie, and Kyrie's probably gonna make her look like a trillion dollars, and uh, Bianca will probably come out on top because they gotta sell some Bianca T-shirts. Um, one cool thing Bianca I did like do, um, her nod to Black History Month. She had um, pretty cool ring gear that um, had a bunch of different quotes, images, um, historical moments on her um, lower body ring attire. It's pretty cool. So. Just another reason to check out NXT, kind of see her nod to, um, you know, because WWE likes, you know, putting their superstars in uh, the museums around this time of year, um, and especially having cameras on them to get some good public relations out of it. But uh, still, you know, an important thing to keep in mind, and I'm glad they let, you know, Bianca, um, you know, make that a part of her, her TV presence. So I, was, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, before we jump into the main roster... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Anyway, uh, we got uh, <laughs> NXT UK. Uh, I think I watch this a lot more seriously than you do. Do you? Did you give it a good view this week? I mean, I, I watched Mark and Joe coffee matches. Yeah, I mean those. Those I mean, are like when you. I didn't really go all the way in on Candy Floss and Zaya because they kind of showed me it didn't matter because they were just hugging the whole time and bouncing around the ring. You know, and then it, it's like, all right, now the shit's getting started once Rhea Ripley comes out there and just beats the shit out of both of them. I mean, I, it's it's still a far fall. It's uh, <laughs> from Rhea and Tony down to, like, the next step. If they are truly the next step, um, and that's fine. It's fine. But I also was working, so... <laughs> 
when I get to make the choice whether or not I'm going to look up or keep looking at my computer screen and working, that was when I made my decision to keep working. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think you're right on the... Is, is yeah, you're right on the money. Rhea's got song of the women's division and arguably all of wrestling. Um, yep. Well, I mean... I mean she, <laughs> not anymore. She, <laughs> <laughs> not with Eric Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen! Um... <laughs> yeah, Rio came in and uh, really cranked it up to 11. Uh, yeah. We started NXT UK with a couple of gentlemen's and gentlewomen's contests with a lot of handshaking and ass-grabbing, and boy, aren't we grand. Yeah. We're just two real sportsmen's. Um, the one cool thing I liked with Ligero and, Ma- and Mark Andrews is uh, they did a cool... All the little kids they, that were yeah, excited. They, uh, they did a bunch of trade-offs of, um, um, like... Uh, what's the word for it? I don't want to use the word like sunset, uh, pins, roll ups, schoolboys, and they just kept getting one. Oh, counts with the one on each counts. Other. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But besides that, I think nice. you know you had to see Joe Coffey reestablish himself at the top of the division. Yeah. So you needed to see him crush Ashton Smith. Um, yeah. And then I was pretty impressed with Mark Coffey. He gets uh, zero microphone time. Um, when he's next to his brother, which, you know, I can relate to. Uh, but Mark definitely left his mark on Walter. Uh, there's, there's some real ground beef, uh, what was left of Walter's poor chesticles, uh, when Mark Coffey was done <laughs> slapping him around. Um, well, Walter did the heavy damage. He got the, the noisier knife edge chops, but I think, I think Mark got his licks in. I was pretty proud of him. Um... Well, we, we did realize how little our Facebook fans actually watch NXT UK <laughs> when you put out your hilarious post today that says, we'll find out if Walter takes his coffee with sugar, cream, or black and blue. And that is a fantastic post. And it's it's just... ah, Come on, people. Tur- turn on NXT UK. Watch Walter. Watch the Coffee Brothers. Yeah, that went over like uh, you know, like a Jessamyn Duke tag team match. I mean, it it uh, yeah, oof, it was rough. It was uh, yeah, not a lot, not a lot of action, well, not a lot of heat for that one. Um, nope. I do want to say, Walter, if anybody is got a rocket strapped to his back, besides Eric Bugenhagen, it's probably Walter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I will say this, Bugenhagen. I respect not not that I don't respect Walter, but the. The Bugenhagen going out there with us not knowing him at all. Walter comes in with all of the the recognition already. He gets a so, he gets a real song to come out to also. He does. Yep, he's up there too. Like I think right now the three best songs in pro wrestling are Eric Bugenhagen, Rhea Ripley, and Walter. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what you know? Just uh, now I we're on one, two, three tangents um <laughs> i mean you gotta touch on walter some it's it's like it inspired john williams to create the jaws theme that's what that is exactly um, yeah because of walter yes it inspired then then it inspired walter's parents to procreate and make walter who looks oh, like I a mean, dead-eyed great white shark out there we have to celebrate it considering that we ha- are like we're forced to listen to johnny gargano uh, we got to listen to Mark Andrews. Uh, oh, whoa, God. Whoa. Whoa. I, oh, my God. I, and I think that's his band, too. But uh, I'm sorry, Mark. That, uh, that song super blows, my man. Yeah. <laughs> I 
feel so bad for him too, just running out there swinging his arms like, "Come on, everybody, come on, come on, everybody, come on, come on, everybody, come on." It's like it's like going to like a local, you know, state fair carnival or something, and there, you know, there's there's the one younger band that's not a cover band, and they're they're just out there giving their all, doing the come on, somebody listen, whoa, come on, whoa, say whoa. <laughs> now you sound like a Florida State fan. Ooh, yeah. See, we need to get cameras because I did some gator arms that you couldn't see. Um, (laughs) And then you got Walter going out. Like, you're you're done. You're dead. Can can you imagine if Mark Andrews had to fight Walter? I hope he does soon. That's that's the next step, right? Well, you know what? I'm I'm probably wrong because they did do the, uh, the Pete Dunn promo. Uh, where he had to recognize game recognizes game and uh you know the thing we can't ignore though is you know isn't walter getting two straight main events in the show he is um so my question is i think they're telling that does story. walter sound like a clown on the microphone Ooh, because we haven't heard him yet um well we could go to youtube right now listen to so, his clown and voice get that answer yes. right um that's well, I, I haven't taken the time. Yeah. Does he sound like Mark, Mark Andrews? Well, well I'll, I'll say this. Uh, this would be a good transition. That song sounds very familiar, Mike. Sounds like <laughs> the man, Becky Lynch's song. Uh, that's that's what's ringing in my ears. Uh, Becky Lynch having a, a big week or a couple of days. We'll, we'll keep it at Monday and man. Tuesday. How, uh, you Becky know, gets the, suspended on the Monday. The airspace above Earth has so many rockets above it right now because Becky Lynch is also flying around the stratosphere. Matt, she <laughs> well, she has she been got to beat up two fifths of the McMahon family, not Vince or Linda or, Ste- or Shane, unfortunately. But Matt, Monday Night Raw, she gave Stephanie a slapping, fouls it up on Tuesday with a slapping of her husband Triple H. What about uh, Hornswoggle? So technically, she's oh, that's right, slapping around a third of the McMahon family. Right. Yeah, I did forget old stuff. Horny. Yep. Uh, what was the question? Uh, Matt, here's the question: When is she gonna beat up Shane McMahon? Oh, well, I is need a date. Shane still tomorrow? Okay, she's <laughs> going over. They're gonna film it. I. I don't know how to answer that. On his birthday, Mike, he, she's going to give him 50 pinches on his tuchus. <laughs> um, so she gets, look, at, she's getting the big rub, okay? This is the highest honor you can get. Um, yeah. You know, slapping Triple H and Stephanie. That's that's as good as you can do. You know, that's what The Rock did. That's what Roman Reigns did. You know, Stone Cold used to beat up Vince. Beating up a McMahon, that is how you make it in this company. Um. They are writing her off TV, and I know you have a real beef with that. But, Matt, hot tag, is it a necessary evil? Because we have a lot of episodes of TV we got to shoot. So pulling off, pulling Becky Lynch off TV, is it really that bad of an idea? Go! Uh, Mike, it's a struggle to get through these Raw and Smackdowns, and that is one of the few things I get super excited to watch. 
So guess who's not watching Raw or SmackDown? Matt. This guy. It's Matt. Yay! Yay! Um, that's why we would start watching Monday Night Raw when we were kids, because we knew the first segment would be Stone Cold and the last segment would be Stone Cold. Uh, that is true. Granted, he he did spend a lot of time not on TV, but uh, this this just seems too odd to me like i mean she's she's at the pinnacle right now uh in regards you know she's gonna be in the main event of wrestlemania and we're figuring out ways to write her off as well as fit charlotte into her match i don't get it at all i don't know how many people have i mean our own father tweeted to us how awesome becky lynch is folks he doesn't watch wrestling at all, period. He, uh, but he found Becky Lynch on yeah, Twitter and loved it. He's, he's, he's so, still convinced that wrestling is fake. He's, you know, he doesn't get it. But the point is, like, it's not even about... Like, what the... F- Charlotte is not bringing in a casual fan. She kind of she like, is, though. Because people know, she, people to, know her dead. She's in Sports Illustrated. Between Becky Lynch, so right now, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm making. Like she, Becky Lynch is all over TV. Charlotte right now. is all over TV. Also, she's on ESPN. I, she's naked in Sports Illustrated. She's visiting babies in the hospital. Um, her dad's Rick Flair. Put her in another match and build up a second women's main event at WrestleMania. We need one match at for the 50 matches at WrestleMania. And are you saying that Charlotte isn't big enough to make a second match on her own? Then why put her in the main event with Becky and Charlotte? Or Ronda? So well, I think... either she's so big that she has to be in this main event. Okay, that's true. Then put her in the ring with Asuka again and make that a huge match. Like, there's no reason this has to happen. Well, I mean, you're going to get... At WrestleMania now, because you know the rumors are out there it's that, going to be that, a triple that Ronda threat. wants to, you know, be a mom, and you can't really be wrestling if you're being a mom. Uh, well, Mike, don't talk about her reproductive organs. So she, about her reproductive organs, uh, <laughs> you know, her ovaries, her birth canal. Let's talk about them. Put them on the table. Um, if if she's gonna walk away for a little while, do that. That's cute. Uh, but we're gonna need to, you know get the payoff of all these feuds at some point and there's no better time to do it than wrestlemania while this this feud is still hot um you know it's not charlotte's fault that becky got hurt around survivor series um it's not becky's fault either but it's just it happened and we weren't gonna not have ronda rousey compete at that event so charlotte is not the feud that's why fans are so angry they're they're fabricating this idea that we give a shit when Mm. the big feud has been Oh, come on. You don't actually not see that. I don't actually not see the that. Go nu- People love go Charlotte. They're clamoring oh for gosh. some Charlotte Flair. Woo! Sure, Mike, but if we go back to reality, there's... Oh, there's... we didn't say anything about reality. Okay, well... I mean, come on. You know, it, this isn't even... I'm, this not, isn't that, even I'm close. not that like, upset about it. I don't even want to waste time on an argument because, I mean, that's where that's where we're at it shouldn't charlotte should not be involved in this match there's nothing they're gonna get out of this that they can't put her somewhere else and give us two amazing women's matches and and if they're that lazy that they can't figure it out i you know i you know i we did this before with daniel bryan 
We wanted him to have one on one match at WrestleMania. We wanted him to win the Royal Rumble to get to that point. Um, and we got, you know, Batista and what was going to be just Batista versus Randy Orton. So I think what they're doing is we got to do baby steps first. And if we're really going to let the women main event WrestleMania for the first time ever, I think they'd rather, like, they'd feel safer with Becky and Ronda and charlotte i'm not saying that you know it, you know you know we always talk about we, we echo yeah. stone cold about the, the best matches should be a one-on-one you you know you don't want to do triple threats he doesn't do royal rumbles You're, but they're immediately discrediting it if they do that i don't know i like the idea should be like you can't just say oh well we gave it to him but we had to put every woman in the match like we're not putting every that... woman in the match. We're putting our three biggest female stars. The man, okay. Ronda Rousey, who transcends, so... and Charlotte, who, you know, is probably the best athlete in the division. Maybe. She's also one of the clumsiest ones. I, mean, um, she... I saw a tweet today that said, who's the best wrestler in the, um, oh, what do you call it, the four horsewomen? And I looked at that list, and I went, oh, my God. I've been watching these ladies wrestle for so long on the main roster. I found, like, I've had points in all of their careers where I've been like, mm, I'm good. Like, right now it's Sasha and Bailey. I, I think if if you don't see the fact that Sasha's, and I'm not saying you, I'm saying our listeners, that Sasha's super clumsy in the ring, uh, man, you, you are super blind right now. Uh, but Charlotte is too. Uh, she's great. But I just, I... I think I don't, I don't know. know. I think Charlotte's it's... really getting good. Like her last couple pay per view matches have been outstanding. Um, you know what she did at Evolution, what she did at Survivor Series, um, her presence in the Royal Rumble. It just feels like a bigger match if she's involved. You you can't you can't help it. That's just the case. She's a she's a big woman. She's unafraid to take risks. Um, and sometimes you know they don't all go one hundred percent perfectly. But I mean, neither does you know Io Shirai, who's you know the the winged, you know, goddess of the skies, or whatever they're calling her. Um, She's pretty perfect. I, I think she almost killed some people on her moon salts, and I think, I think we both saw that a few times um, in the May Young Classic. But it happens. It's just Charlotte is going to naturally get such a crowd reaction that you know we've talked about that. How maybe the the best possible scenario is not you know what the result that we really want it's the one that's going to get a loud reaction so if you're just getting you know 50 50 on ronda and then you know becky's getting all positive i think it helps with the drama in the match to have charlotte getting all the booze so you kind of you kind of get the full spectrum of you know yay boo and no i mean i i I just it's still for me comes right back to you're discrediting this whole idea that it's a women's main event when you're so scared that it's that you know your your event's going to be ruined if we don't put charlotte in this match just blows my mind like you you have to be able to say like no this is just this is what our match was this is what our plan was months ago and i trust it to be the main event now that i see how hot this feud is getting like well let me, go, let me well, ask you this just in case we'll throw some insurance on top here's just, a just here's a hot take for you matt you either get becky versus ronda um and maybe it's you know 
third to last match, or you get main event with those three women. I don't know if that's a fair question to ask. I, I mean, <laughs> all I all I want is Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey in the main event. They could do that, and it wouldn't be a problem. It wouldn't be an yeah, issue we, with them we, selling tickets. We know what you want. But what I'm saying is that you you get to pick so one saying, of these two here's things. So you're saying here's two things you don't yes. want. So you're asking. Wait, you still uh, no? You know, hold on. You still get you Becky for? versus Ronda in the main event. It's just that you also have to have the biggest WWE star they've ever built, and that's Charlotte. So are you? I mean, like I wouldn't sit here and go, I have such a vendetta about making sure, because that's not the point. The point isn't like just keeping Charlotte out. It's one thing. It's I'll be honest. It's an element there. But I don't have like a vendetta, which is what you're trying to get out of me, against Charlotte. It's that you owe it to Becky, with what she's done, and and give Rhonda this this shot to prove herself. Uh, we know she's going to bring people to watch WrestleMania on the network, but just give it to them. Like that's why I I I'm I'm not going to say keep Charlotte out of the main event if it you know. Or keep her out of that match if it if it puts them into the main event. Obviously, I'd want that, but I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's an issue. I think it's just the the powers that be too scared to make the decision. And then think about this: what you're doing is you're saying now we have Asuka holding the the SmackDown Women's Title. That's probably going to be on the kickoff show. Yep. How thrilling is that? Not at all. It'll probably be a, a, a battle royal, and that just does so much good for the women's division. You know, it's it was frustrating at the Royal Rumble to see all the women's matches. Just oh, we get let's get those out of the way. Um, that was you know honestly, I know we had a great time, but that still when I went back and watched the Rumble, I went oh yeah. Oh, what what a stupid booking decision. Um, you know, it's just you're you're either telling the WWE fans that they should care about it, or you're making enough decisions to let them know that it doesn't really matter. And right now, right now, if they don't do Becky Lynch versus Ronda, then they're making enough decisions to let us know that this really doesn't matter to them. <sighs> I don't know, Matt. I, I I don't think it's fear. I think it's it's more about money and what's going to get reactions and what's going to sell tickets. And I think if you're getting your That's three biggest faces in there, you're you're doing yourself a favor. So if someone, but it's like if someone asked you to invest in something that they said was a sure thing, you're going to make a fuck ton of money. Like. If you I if I ask the casual fear. fan who who you don't is Charlotte do it because you're going well if money. I ask the casual fan who Charlotte Flair they're gonna know who it is if I ask them who <laughs> Becky Lynch is they're not gonna know who I'm talking about so WrestleMania is not about I just, you you say that confidently is not about but I, I will you. say I don't think that's true it's not about you it's about people who watch wrestling once a year so you're gonna have so, Ronda in the main event you're gonna have Charlotte in there and you're gonna have Becky for people like us and Becky's probably going to go over so i don't i don't think you get to have your cake and eat it too you're going to get her in the main event you're going to get her beating ronda rousey in some capacity her first loss ever 
But you're also going to have to see Charlotte, who is a transcendent superstar, but, female superstar. Yeah, but you're, you're I mean, <laughs> my, the point I'm making isn't just that. I'm talking about putting this division to the neck, like put it, put it, pushing it over, get it to that p- point where you could have an only women's show on a weekly basis. But if you keep saying, oh, well, all right, well, it's the main event, but there's only one women's show because we don't really think anybody else has the talent. Uh, like that's, that's the problem. You can trust Becky and Rhonda to sell this match. You're still going to have the same amount of people that buy the network and watch the show those numbers never go up. You're still going to sell out WrestleMania. I think they've pretty much tapped their fan base at this point. So, like, I don't know. To me, there's there's not enough there to say that you, you owe anything to Charlotte and that you can't trust Becky and, and Ronda to get the job done. I, I don't think it's that... I don't think it's trust and fear, though. I think I think you're being too negative about it. I think what they're doing is... Charlotte. That's what it is. Charlotte. That's Ronda Rousey um, is like not going to take. Built Ronda that. Rousey is not going to take a submission loss. What's probably going to happen is Charlotte is there in the Kane position to take a pinfall, to give Becky a championship win technically over Ronda. So I, it's I kind I kind of I kind of look at it with the <laughs> with the chess pieces moving around. So you you. I, you get all of them in a prominent match, women main eventing WrestleMania. I, I'm not, I'm not as upset about it. That's fine. I mean, if, you don't have if to you be want, upset. If you I'm want, just letting you know that they're making matches the wrong. Where Becky comes out on top, you wait for SummerSlam. If you want the big spectacle that you know everybody's going to be watching, you're going to get Becky in there, but you also have to get Charlotte and Ronda. So you can't you can't have all of them at once. Not not for the first time we're gonna let women main event. And, and I still think you're bringing up the wrong points. Like I I I get you know there's there's the fan want, but there's the way to make this division to put it on a whole nother level, and that's to have one women's match and then say, well, we gave you the main event, so we're good, right? Yeah, but like, that's, that's what that that's sounds gonna happen like. regardless. So, because you're going to have one of them main event and one of them's not. And we know it's going to be SmackDown and Asuka. Well, yeah, I'm not saying you have them back-to-back to end the show. But if you don't have Charlotte doing something else, then that Asuka match is probably in the pre-show. I mean, so that was the point I was making. You're not really taking steps forward if you're going like... See, we did that, so we're okay, right? Like it, it should. But you are taking. You that is have a big that deal, Matt. That's thirty plus WrestleManias, like and now we're gonna have women main event for the first time. That's that's a big deal. You could do both. Why does it? You, that's what you, I'm saying, you, right? Get, yeah, listen. you can't. No, wait. you listen. You wait because we we get you could do that, but that's not what WrestleMania is about. But you're arguing like. All right. Well, since this is how WWE usually acts, this will be what. Ha- no, it's about what's right and what's not. Like what, what just sort of perpetuates this idea that they don't really give a shit about the women's roster. So, for them to make the right decision is to do what I'm asking. I know, but you don't even wear the Alexa Bliss T-shirt I bought you. 
Sure I do. I've never, I wear I've it all never the time. seen you wear it. You're a hypocrite. Mike, we rare. I see that. <laughs> what is going I see on? That Kevin Owens we rarely shirt. see each other. I see that Kevin Owens we're, shirt or that undisputed era shirt. The phone because we're... What shirts did you bring with you to Royal Rumble? It wasn't Alexa Bliss. You are busted. Busted. How many women's shirts have you bought me? None. And you don't wear the ones I buy you? Hypocrite. You are the problem. It hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, well, now that me as a fan has just been attacked, um, Boom. I hope that felt good, I guess, Mike? It actually did. Uh, it was a pretty good promo, I think. Alright, Matt, here's the thing. I th you're right that we should find a better way to get the entire SmackDown division over. So they don't fall into the same pit that, you know, the Raw and SmackDown tag team divisions are in for the men. Um, as far as things looking up, I will say that, you know, we're probably going to get an Asuka defending her title match. We're going to get Becky, Charlotte, probably, versus Rousey. And we're also probably going to get a women's tag team title match at WrestleMania. Um, so we could definitely do more to get the roster over. I, I think you're right on that part. Um, as far as, you know, spreading spreading the wealth and maybe not putting all your best guys in, or, you know, ladies in one match. But I don't know. It just feels like the rules always change for WrestleMania. So this is kind of like them throwing, throwing a bone. Um, you know, we're going to give you the main event and, you know, we're going to kind of figure the rest out as the year goes on. See, you see what kind of crowd reaction we get. See if we get, you know, a, a Bugenhagen, you know, reaction for the women's main event. Um, but Matt, did you have any other points for Charlotte and Becky and Rowdy, Ronda Rousey? No, not, I mean... I think I think we've have we hammered that have we kicked the, the dead table. horse? Uh, I think we just spent a half hour talking about it too. Um, yeah, I, I'm mentally drained. Um, we could go. Uh, why don't we talk about all the great things the WWE uh, WWE is doing to improve their uh, Raw show? So they're they're suspending Becky Lynch, but they also decided to make a few decisions this week that uh, weren't weren't so uh i don't know do we i, I want to sarcastically say forward thinking uh but i don't think that would come across on uh, the microphone here but um going into <laughs> going into the new year the wwe made a promise that they were updating their programming they were going to make us happy they were going to give us what we want and we want and, and we wanted Jeff we get, yeah not only did we get Kurt Angle giving us a fake retirement speech so that he could still fit into the weekly storyline, uh, we also got Jeff Jarrett losing to Elias, but ultimately Jeff Jarrett got over on Elias. He got the last laugh. Um, yep, with uh, Road so, Dog, who looked like who looked like uh, you know Fred Durst in a retirement home. That's what he looked like. Yeah, he he's not looking great. Um, and, and when Jeff Jarrett is asking that question, I mean, it's obvious he's not talking about Road Dog, and, and Jeff's got to ask that question with those black t-shirts on, because he looks way better with those shirts on than when he rips them <laughs> off. Uh, but yeah, two, two old fart matches, um, I, I don't know who that's for. When I go onto social media, and the, you know, obviously there aren't going to be a bunch of old Jeff 
uh, Jarrett fans uh, on Twitter, a bunch of old farts, or if they are, they're probably not quick enough to tweet, wow, this is great. Um, <laughs> but you know, this, mo- th- like this for, Monday night... For our generation, it's not getting over. This Monday Night Raw, I think, is, in a nutshell, what WrestleMania is going to be. You know, we're, we're getting some for everybody. You know, we know the people are clamoring for heavy machinery and EC3 and... I know they also want to see the Road Dog and Jeff Jarrett come out. And, and, okay, you're not impressed. And we're going to have Kurt Angle and his broken neck are going to fight Baron Corbin. Ooh, where do I sign up for that? Um, It's kind of, you know, you kind of get one with the other, I I guess. I, I can't believe that we couldn't find anybody to fill out the rest of the card. I don't know if this is a heavy vacation week uh, with Elimination Chamber around the corner. Um, but, uh, Matt, we finally we finally got a, a real glimpse of EC3 on a Monday Night Raw ring. Uh, Which I, I will say, this is also part of the problem this week, but go ahead. Yeah, kind of a, kind of a bizarre segment. Uh, almost doing like a dating show with Alexa Bliss, and she's vaguely making attitude era penis jokes about ec3's big honker yep um and then uh dean comes out and drops a grumpy on nia Jax and says stop falling in love with me kid and he did have some pretty good one-liners for ec3 but i i don't know i thought we were getting away from that kind of misogynistic uh you know objectifying man you know once the rock walked away and went to hollywood but you know, they, they kind of use it for some cheap heat for Dean Ambrose, um, who, at the very least, if he's leaving the company, at least he's he's trying to get somebody over on his way out the door, and that somebody is EC3. Yeah. Um, Matt, you know, I, I, I just want to see if you had another example to tag this joke, because I, I can't believe EC3, his greatest tool in the ring is his ability to use the microphone. So WWE's big plan is to take that away. Matt... Next, are we going to take away John Cena's jorts? Maybe the New Day's pancakes? Matt, hot tag, please tag that joke. Uh, I think we should take away Otis and Tucker's last name. Oh, well, okay, that's a little, it's too soon, Matt. Uh, I'm, I'm transitioning into our next We lost segment. Dozovich and Knight. Um, yep. They're both out of the WWE. Uh, Just Otis and Tucky yeah. now. They got real meta too on social media because in the new day we're we're on board with it. They they told them that they've now graduated and they they've moved on up to their officially main roster superstars. Now that that last name is gone, Mike, you're gonna have to re-release your article on uh, Andrade uh, uh, because now it applies to Otis and Tucky. Yeah, um, I'm not looking forward to uh, editing it yet again when EC3 becomes E. Uh, I am. <laughs> That's the next thing they can take away. <laughs> Um, I did. I I kind of I popped for Dean Ambrose's joke about where's EC one and two. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, huh. but uh, I wonder if that was a like like recognizing that it's um uh, you know he's Ethan Carter after Dixie Carter and and their lack of recognition that she exists. Like I want I I did kind of wonder if that was where that was coming from. I don't I don't know. Uh, that's that's a good idea. Um. I did, you know, we, we tried to do a recurring segment every week called uh, Dirt Overdose, and uh, it's yeah. another thing we have to redo, because Dose 
that name is no longer in existence anymore. It's just Otis. <laughs> um, and also, it, it in another way, it looks like they're trying to get rid of it because they are very cautiously pushing these guys. Very cautiously. Um, they're not immediately getting jobbed out, but they're not, you know, winning every single match. So it looks like, uh, um, uh, you know, one of those quick peak pushes and then they kind of, you know, are the job squad for the rest of their career. It, it looks like they're just able to rub elbows, but they're not obnoxiously getting pushed. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. they're allowed to get their shit in and these, I- these big, um, ensemble matches with, you know, six, eight you know, people in it, four different tag teams. They get their shit in, they don't get embarrassed, and they usually fare pretty well. So I kind of like what they're doing so far. I, so my problem is it already looks like they're in their, like their their final form, you know, like in Dragon Ball Z. Like they're, they're, they're already going to be doing what they've been doing. Um, and maybe a, a better reference would be they're going to be Yamcha because they're not getting wins now, and I, I'm, I'm worried that the WWE is seeing them as, oh, good, we can add a little bit of juice to these uh, massive tag matches. People get excited that they're out there, but um, nope. And, and, you know, eventually we'll forget that we are excited about them, and then the WWE will go, see, that's why we didn't give them the titles. So it, it, it does kind of worry me uh, because they are right now just thrown away um in these matches you know they get their stuff out but you know then they're it's they're they're playing second fiddle to you know the revival getting their their uh third third or fourth uh title shot which i forgot who the raw uh, champions even are it's um is it aop no it's gable and oh god yeah i forgot about them uh, and bobby rude uh bobby rude yeah well, I mean, they're not even on TV. They they're the champions, and and all the matches are about other tag teams, um, you know, working their way yeah. up. Uh, I mean, that's that's proof right there. I even struggled to get Bobby Roode's name out of my mouth, and uh, I'm okay. Look, Jesus, that's another division that I mean, the women's division and the tag division just seems to get one good story. I don't know, a quarter, maybe? Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm holding quarters right now. That might be where that came from. But uh, <laughs> You know, I think they're really holding floss. Uh, I, You know, they're really connected. They're really good at cleaning. They're getting their teeth cleaned. You know, I'm holding floss. Uh, with Otis <laughs> and Tucky, I'm okay with them not having the rockets on their back because it's almost WrestleMania season. Um, and I feel like we've you know been kind of biding our time waiting for the revival to be treated like a real tag team so i'm okay with revival going over this past week um i'm okay with letting otis and tucky get some more positive reactions and you know maybe after the wrestlemania reboot you know let's kind of see what these guys can do in some tournaments um but uh i think with otis he's kind of got the bugenhagen um support yeah that's it's like a it's like a phenomenon man uh you know if you're getting this out of just just pure inspiration just you know just flash in the pan you you can't believe this is happening it kind of seems like the wwe is looking at otis like whoa people kind of like this guy and he just he's a he does the worm you know because his his trainer was scotty too hottie um 
and it feels like you know they get positive reactions and we've we've seen nxt tag teams kind of get called up and they don't get what otis is getting right now so i'm i'm gonna be cautiously optimistic because i think wwe is a little surprised with what they have on their hands with these two guys um i, I mean i'm i'm hopeful too uh, at least there's they're still getting put on you know they do another title match and either they're out of tag teams or they they like what they're getting and that's that's the result so that you know you can't i can't complain about the fact we get our favorite tag team on every show right now yeah. uh but uh you know there's still it's it's still this never-ending game of like well what's next and yeah i, I will know more yeah. but it, we should probably move on uh to uh the elimination chamber and what's next for the wwe championship uh somebody uh i've read online just themed this past smackdown episode as the uh the elimination chamber themed episode um that that was pretty much all they wanted to highlight after becky lynch was out the door and you've got uh randy mustafa and uh, mustafa ali and 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 joe going at it uh mustafa ali actually walked away with uh, quite a shiner on the old oh eye there. Oh my god, I that, you saw that on Yeah, Twitter. it looked awful. <laughs> yeah, that was And I I will be honest, I I watched it and I'm still not sure when he got that, and I know they always kind of make that stuff fuzzy anyway and they try and take advantage of stuff like that and say, "Oh, well, that look at that that punch by the big show. That's when his whole nose broke." And really it was just when he fell outside of the ring and, you know, <laughs> tripped and yeah. walked into the railway, <laughs> he but He sneezed a little. Um, yeah yeah <laughs> oh, look at all that blood <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so oh uh, man I, I liked your uh your comment here on uh our hot tag who had the weak sauce shit talking promo of the week matt who do you got who you got uh, <laughs> well i mean it's always these two but uh, these two are week, neck and uh, neck you know it's it's real hard to pick a horse <laughs> in this race Oh, I will pick one. I will go Jeff Hardy uh, all day, every day. <laughs> that guy has been given more chances oh. than uh, a lucky Monopoly player? Because they have the chance cards? Yeah. Just never mind. Okay. Any hoozle. Jeff Hardy, I, I don't I don't understand more, it. How about um, this? More chances than... Let's keep it uh, in the news. More chances than Phil Connors and Groundhog Day. All right, Matt, your thoughts. <laughs> Jeff Hardy is the Phil well, Connors of WWE. <laughs> Let's just keep going. He's yeah, you know, like the groundhog fell. He he's a he's another guy that relies a lot on the guys in the ring. Uh, another reason I'm not a huge fan of Rey Mysterio, and I've made that uh, no secret. But you know, Jeff Jeff isn't that that perfectly formed uh, wrestler. Oh. he's he's not oh. good on the mic. And he also has, has struggled in the past where there are wrestlers who haven't struggled in the past with, you know, drinking and drugs. And the fact that he's still a liability and they have to work that into his contract uh, is also <laughs> odd when there's other guys who that isn't a problem. So when he is put up uh, against AJ Styles and I have to pick who I think is the worst, I'm just going to be completely biased and pick Jeff Hardy. <laughs> uh, but I don't think it. There's even that much bias in there because uh, Jesus, Jeff. You know, is... I, 
real quick, I don't want to forget with Jeff Hardy because I I like I like uh, the week's uh, shit talking uh, segment of the week. Um, <laughs> somebody posted a picture of everybody in the elimination chamber. So it's AJ Orton, Mustafa, Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan. Um, uh, is Mysterio in that match too? I can't remember. I don't think he is. Is he? No, he's gonna be fighting Andrade. Okay. Um, I think they threw him and Andrade in the same poster. And Jeff already had his face paint on. So I had all the yeah. headshots of these guys. And the, the, the caption was, you'll never guess which one of these guys is named Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so, he, he, he laid What you're saying is you oh, want to... Sorry. I was going to say, you want him to change his name back to... Uh, the Enigmatic oh, Enigma! Yeah. Was that what it was at TNA? Oh, at TNA, he's, uh, I'm not sure, but he was also Brother Nero. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped for this match. I mean, it's it's just going to be violent. Yeah, I'm crap. really excited. Do we have all the female tag teams set up yet? We do. Yeah, Mandy Rose and... Um... Sonya? Sonya, Jesus Christ, Sonya Deville. It's so late. Yeah, we got Boston Hug yep. Connection, who... Won a very embarrassing match against Alicia Fox and uh, Nikki Cross. Oh my God! Uh, I don't know if somebody missed the you know the three count and they were supposed to jump in, but the match was just kind of over and the ref kind of shrugged and made a Muppet face. And <laughs> Sasha got in exactly zero offense and Bailey won with pinning her opponent opponent right next to the corner. So they had six different ropes they could have touched and they reached out for none of them. And she was in her opponent's corner, so it was either Nikki or Alicia did not get the right signal. They didn't kick out, or they didn't break up the pin. It was really weird. Matt, yeah, I, I don't know. Who else we got in this tag match for the first ever women's tag team titles? Because thank God it's not Alicia and Nikki who fucked up real bad on Monday. Well, uh, it is... Uh... Uh, sorry, let me wrap my brain around who you just said, because you didn't oh, say... Oh, Boston Hugger in. Naomi. Okay, so we've got Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Boston yep. Hug, Naomi and Carmella, Nia Jax and Tamina, mm -hmm. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, and uh, I don't know why I said it like that, and the Iconics, which I thought was a fantastic addition. I think you need a couple goofballs in that match. Yeah. Um, and the Iconics, uh, they're, they're another, like... As excited as we got for a Bugenhagen today, like the Iconics are another team that are, are both performers that go into a silly sort of gimmick and they come out the other side just, you know, with so much enthusiasm and they're having so much fun. I, I just, that's something I love so much about pro wrestling. And I'm sometimes a hypocrite when it comes to like, like I'm still not a fan of Nia Jax, but she, she should probably fit that that formula but yeah. uh at least if i if i can just shy away from that fact uh the iconics are are ones that fit that mold and i i'm really happy that they're in this match and, and really uh same thing for for sonia and mandy and then Liv and and sarah logan because i we know it's probably going to be sasha and bailey but i, I don't i don't know i, don't know. I feel good about mandy and sonia um uh, yeah because mandy's she really got over at the rumble 
Um, Sonia, they keep talking about how much potential she has. And, and one team, I don't think, maybe it's just, maybe I'm losing my hearing. Uh, Carmella and Naomi will also be in. Oh, yeah. That's what I, yep, I said I that. apologize. Um, they, they just don't right now feel like, I don't know. They don't, they don't feel like a top contender to me either. So that might be why it went right out of your uh one year not the other uh, I, I i think you and i are in lockstep that it's a little surprising that they couldn't they couldn't find a way to worm in eo and Kyrie. yeah and i was even thinking you know as, as i said a week ago i really thought that maybe they were because uh, it, it's it's odd to see these two ladies now are just doing tag matches yeah. you know to, to think that Kyrie went from nxt championship matches and like four or five star to steal for Meltzer uh, championship matches, and now she's just in doing tag wrestling. Um, yeah, she's really turned into, like, the Sheamus of the NXT women's division, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we do, we have at least the uh, the benefit here that, that you can you can make all these tag teams, and I can't get too angry, but, like, I, I think I think this is where I wanted my head to go before, and it and it didn't finish this thought. But Naomi and Carmella are the only tag team I feel like shouldn't be in there, because everybody else has a relationship in some form or another. You could make the argument, you know, that Sasha and Bailey are in a faction already. They're in the Four Horsewomen, yeah. and you've got all these other ladies have been in factions, and then just Nia and Tamina fit because they're both huge, so they're the ladies of destruction. Yeah um i i just naomi and carmella kind of feels like they like rolled the dice or like threw at a dartboard uh so maybe they'll win maybe well maybe is, that's what i'm missing well, this is your they're so far out I think of it this is your concern like try to you know try and get the um the women who can wrestle get them on tv um i mean naomi had her big wrestlemania moment god was that just was that just a year ago uh my god is that how much time flies sure oh my god yeah i don't know i'm not good with these questions right now i've it's 11 o'clock that we're recording i so far have not remembered bobby root's name sonia deville's name um well, I, just... I actually forgot Bugenhagen's name a couple times but i have twitter up so i just keep reading it off that well we love naomi and carmella um as solo acts it's just you know this just feels kind of rushed together and let's get two of our better characters on there um two of the better entrances too i'd say in all of wwe uh with the moonwalk and then the feel the glow um get them on tv They're, they don't have to win they just you know they might need to help get a get a heel act over i hope they don't go with naya and tamina because that's kind of a one-woman show tamina still she always looks really reluctant with her offense and then defense she doesn't really sell the moves i'd say as, you know as as well as naya can with the facial expressions um I, I would kind of be surprised if it wasn't Boston Hug or if it wasn't Mandy and Sonia to try and get over, you know, a newish um, heel act. I And uh, I think that kind of goes along with when we were talking about the NXT UK Tag Championships, too. So that that's something where maybe, yeah, I mean, like, you, like you're nailing it, where who whoever gets these titles, I mean... They're going to need something to do right after they win them. So going into WrestleMania might make sense to have Sasha and Bailey, you know, 
working their way towards those titles rather than just all right now the two two ladies have the titles and uh yep that's it we're good and they'll show up at the pre-show and do another six team tag match you know what it you know what it makes me wonder um the way this carmella and naomi were kind of rushed into the match as the last entries and they didn't even really do a qualifying match they just were offered it and they accepted it um yeah if marina and jessamine really fucked up like i wonder if they were supposed to get that spot in some capacity like you know to to round it out give you another real heel team and then something to do you know with wrestlemania right around the corner I don't know. They they seem so far away from being any type of legitimate pro re- like I I I could believe it if someone told me that was the truth. Like here's here's what happened, but I just can't believe that they would be so far off on their judgment of talent. You know what I mean? Like right now uh but yeah, like I said if if you if someone came up and said that was the plan and that's why this is so rushed i i i could i could get that i could wrap my head around that yeah it, it would just be to get them on tv in the same night you know that ronda's potentially competing and then you you know get yeah. horse women and horse women from you know wrestling or ufc but they are not ready um it would probably be a, a pretty embarrassing show uh if you try to do that you know too soon so we'll let we'll let that marinate for a bit um but uh, besides that, I know next week we really want to get, you know, dive into that card, which so far only has four matches on it. Um, and we know WWE likes their eight-hour marathons. Uh, yeah. I'd be so happy if it stayed at four. But, uh, you know, we're probably getting Andrade and Ray, maybe. Or no, they're fighting on SmackDown, so. Uh, maybe maybe oh! we'll finally get EC3 on a pay-per-view. Nah, that's not going to happen. Nah, that's not happening. <laughs> i mean uh what about these these tag titles uh on the men's side those, those have true. to be defended so we'll probably get finn balor a... versus bobby lashley right i get a little intercontinental belt action in there oh uh, yeah might get the u.s title yeah, defended so, so they'll probably go another week on raw and that bobby lashley and finn balor match still won't happen and then he'll he'll be forced to do it at elimination chamber Matt, final hot tag question here today. Uh, why does WWE insist on letting makeshift teams defeat teams that specialize in tag team wrestling? And I'm looking at you this week, uh, Rusev and Shinsuke, who we love both of those guys, but they get yeah. to take down the good brothers who barely get TV time as it is. Are you, am I supposed to provide a real answer? If you can, um, I mean, I, I I don't know how you justify it, so but they do it all the time. I I tweeted this week, like, you know, great, Nakamura is relevant, Rusev is relevant, but I don't think you needed to make the casualty the Good Brothers. Um, I don't know if Gallows and Anderson really deserve to just come out for the first time, maybe the second time in like six months, and then just job out to a makeshift tag team. Uh, it, it doesn't just bury Gallows and Anderson. It's burying the whole division. And, like, when I when I said uh, a little while ago, like, those, the women's division, the tag division, they still have no idea how to write that. They Their priorities are in the wrong place. 
um, you know, when it comes to those two divisions. Because I just, it, to me, it seems really easy to start building it. I think, you know, and, and, and to get back to our, our really long conversation, if you really want to make a difference, and if you want to have, like, long-lasting effects on, you know, your business or on, on making future monies put an s at the end there you've got to take some losses and you got to take some risks and right now they are not in the uh they're not in that game they are not taking risks and it shows with gallows and anderson taking another loss uh they don't trust those guys and it's just it boggles my mind because you know those those two guys come over here as a hot commodity uh it blows up on twitter and they got maybe like what six months of of consistent tv time but then that was also because they were following aj around yep. so i don't know uh you know like that's why they do it they do it because they like the the sheamus and cesaro you know dynamic you know maybe they can build something now and then turn it into a rivalry again later and get them back into singles matches and it, it probably it's probably just because of how great the Shawn michaels thing turned out so they're always trying to recreate that and you know instead of doing the slow burn and trying to tag team that does tag team wrestling well doing that slow burn they go for a completely different slow burn so it's just it's confusing from a lot of different perspectives yeah i mean i know they would do like you know rocket sock connection or you know stone cold would team up with undertaker and then they'd end up winning the tag titles but it still came at a time when you had you know the edge and christians of the world you had the hardys in their prime you had the dudley boys you had you know legion of doom towards the end of their careers you had you know road dog and uh billy gunn it just it's because like they gave those teams time to shine on pay-per-views and it, it felt like the tag titles meant something maybe it's maybe it's tougher to do because you'd have to set up multiple you know 20 minute tag team matches at pay-per-views and maybe they just feel they're too cluttered with you know all these titles being defended on one show but you gotta it's just like with the women you, you at some point you gotta book it properly and give it a prominent spot on the card um like I, I, you know, I, I believe that you know the revival versus fill in the blank could put on a good show at you know a, a WWE pay per view because we've seen them do it at NXT takeovers, and I mean what's going to happen when we bring up you know undisputed era these these guys are money every single time, uh, Roddy Strong and, and Kyle O'Reilly but obviously Bobby Fish is comfortable jumping in that spot, and I, I can't believe you would let that that money sit on the table by not having those guys wrestle and make the tag team titles look important. Um, build them back up. Make make it look like these matches matter. Every month, it's the same crap. They'll do one multi-man match, and then they set up the feud for four weeks. And then the other tag teams are just kind of toiling away, floundering, mostly not on TV. And you'll get weak promos you know, by the whichever two teams are going to battle that month. It's... It's boggling, Matt. I, I, you know, when we were growing up, we used to love tag team wrestling, and you know, we loved Harlem Heat. We loved um, goofballs like Too Cool. We loved Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened where they feel like this is not money anymore because 
if Vince watches NXT TakeOver like he swears to God that he does, he'd see how strong and exciting it is, you know, to open up the shows with now the War Raiders. Um, you know, Undisputed Era is done, what Mustache Mountain can do, even what Oni Lorcan and Danny yeah. Birch can do. Um, I, it's a mystery. I, I, I asked you a tough question. I don't think there's a real... I, WWE really needs to be answering this question. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it comes back to just trust for me. Like, they, they're they always trying to sell this as, as more than just pro wrestling. Um, and that's that's the successes of NXT and NXT UK, where they, they do get to focus on that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's probably the short answer. They they don't trust these tag teams to, to do anything that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, so we're hitting an hour and a half here, Mike. Um, I think I've proved on multiple occasions tonight that I'm tired. Um, <laughs> well, this tag team division wor- talking about it tuckers me out too. Yeah, I, I had a whole new segment. Maybe we could run through it real quick. Yeah, let's let's sprint um, through. It. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do it like maybe the music's playing right now. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, it's called "Will They Stay or Will They oh, Go?" Geez. Another. This is an AEW. honor. Yes, this is in honor of all of the wonderful tweets that we see on a daily basis of the rumors uh, running around. Uh, if if we don't get a hold of these, I I I I feel bad for all the companies that are going to see huge hits on Google, and then they're going to drop all of a sudden because everybody realizes that they are full of shit. Uh, so so yeah if you really want to make a difference you want to make money from uh google ads uh please stop doing rumor bullshit and dirt sheets um because it's a waste of time mike aj styles will he stay or will he go uh i think he likes being the face of smackdown and making a lot of money he's staying Randy Orton. Works a part-time schedule, makes a lot of money. Staying. And the one that was fueled by Finn Balor tweeting out a picture of him and Chris Jericho right after Monday Night Raw. He loves to troll, but he is staying. I agree. He did, you know, I will say this is two straight months now where he's done a tweet about leaving WWE. So, who knows? But uh, that is the Brothers of Discussion. That was episode 65. Um, definitely emotionally draining um, episode here. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, oh, everybody have have a great weekend. Yeah, uh, lose lose your last name like Otis did, and you know go off into the sunset and be a free man. You know. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, Matt, always yeah. a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you next week for the big Elimination Chamber preview. And uh, we're going to crown some new women's, first ever women's tag team champions. Exciting stuff. Matt, we're coming. Oh, and Tazawa won, so I can go back and go, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. All right. Hey, yeah, watch. Everybody, watch that 205 Live Fatal 4-Way. Or, uh, yeah, Fatal 4-Way Elimination. 205 Live. 205-Way Live. All right. Yay. See you guys next week. All right, bye, everybody.